forward. There are over 4 million working-aged blind and visually impaired people in the United States. And over 2 million of these people are unemployed. This is a staggering statistic, but many people defy these odds and are happily and gainfully employed, and we wish to share their stories with the world. Hello and welcome to Vision Towards Success the podcast that highlights stories of career development and lived experience. This podcast is brought to you by the Polis Center for Social and Economic Development. In our program, we feature employment success stories from visually impaired individuals for people with disabilities and their allies, in hopes of showing just how smart, hardworking, and capable this diverse community is. Hello, welcome back to Vision Toward Success. In today's program, we will be learning all about Jay Blake, an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, and mechanic. It is my pleasure to welcome Jay to the show today, and I'll hand it over to Chantal Zuzi to begin the interview. Hi, Jay. My name is Chantal Zuzi, and I'm going to be your interviewer today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. First of all, can you tell us about yourself, like where you grew up and where you went to school? Yes, I grew up in Wayland, Massachusetts, and graduated from the Phelps School in Malvern, Pennsylvania. I am currently 54 years old, and in May of 1997, I was the head mechanic for a transportation company, and I had a forklift tire explode in my face, causing me to lose total sight, smell, and taste. I started a company called Follow a Dream. I am the world's only totally blind crew chief in the world of motorsports, and I am a motivational speaker speaking on the power of positive thinking, self-determination, and teamwork. How old were you and how did you adapt learning to use new technologies and just your new life in general? At the age of 31, I was married. I had two children and 5.30 on May 22nd, when I had my accident, I lost total sight. I was flown to Mass General Hospital in Boston, Massachusetts, where surgeons worked for over 10 and a half hours to rebuild my face and eventually implant two prosthetic eyes. When I woke up from the accident, I had a near-death experience, which was the most incredible, amazing, unbelievable experience. And uh, I actually had the choice to live or die. And 
when I woke up from that experience, I asked my brother, my older brother who was at my side, I said, am I alive? And he said, yes. And then I said, am I blind? And he said, we believe so. They were trying to save my right eye, which they were unable to do. So hence started my journey of being totally blind. And it was a definite shock to the system, uh, a shock to me. Having that near-death experience, I believe, gave me a, a bit of peace as I started learning to live life without sight. And I call it the roller coaster ride of life. It goes up and down and up and down. You know, so in life, we all have good days and bad days, and we all have challenges. And blindness has been just that a, a roller coaster ride. Um, I am incredibly blessed to be alive. I am incredibly blessed to do what I do and have the ability to do what I do. So, you know, I try and be thankful all the time. Blindness is definitely challenging and can be very frustrating at times. But it is what it is, and I can't change it. I was incredibly fortunate to go to the Carroll Center for the Blind very soon after my accident. My accident was at the end of May, and by the end of August, I was at the Carroll Center in Newton, Massachusetts for orientation and then was enrolled in the full-time program at the beginning of September. So I was incredibly fortunate to be able to go to rehabilitation so quickly and learn how to live my new life without vision. Well, actually not vision, but without sight. And uh, here we are today, roughly 24 years later, which is unbelievable. And I've started my own business. I've traveled all around the country. I've been into Canada and Mexico speaking and raced all over the country, winning races and winning championships and been able to inspire many other people along the way. So it's been an incredible journey. Did you continue to work in that field after the accident? And, and how accessible the industry was? The industry I worked in prior to my accident, I was an automotive and truck mechanic. And after my accident, I was not able to continue in that role. Not being able to see, you can't drive. And um, you really can't get a job at, you know, your average dealership or mechanics garage. But I was able to learn the trade differently without 
you know, working with tools and things without sight. So I was doing things on my own. And then when I started Follow a Dream, part of Follow a Dream is the race car. And I physically work on the race car and the support equipment, truck, trailer, and things that help support the race car as we travel around the country. What inspired you to start Follow Your Dream? What inspired me to start Follow a Dream after my accident and um, after the Carroll Center, a friend of mine invited me to Reading, Pennsylvania for an NHRA drag race. And drag racing was really my passion and my dream. And when I went to the races, I really didn't think I'd be able to enjoy them anymore because of the loss of smell, taste, and sight. But I was encouraged to go, and I did. And I realized when I was there that I could still enjoy the sport that I loved and dreamed of being part of. So that weekend, I decided that realistically, nobody's probably going to hire me to work on a race car. So the only thing to do would be start my own race team. And that's what I did. <laughs> and uh, fortunately, it's it's worked out well. And I'm very, very fortunate to have uh, built a great team of people around me. And uh, we have been able to build and grow and do great things with Follow a Dream. How did you deal with the negativity from people who are completely ignorant about what a blind person is capable of accomplishing? A lot of people I have found are more intrigued about what blind people can do. There are a group of people that are just convinced blind people cannot do things. And that can be very frustrating and aggravating at times. And the way I try and handle it is I try and show them that we can do, you know, blind people can do things that I can do things, you know, and try and tell them about other blind people. Because, you know, I'm amazed by what other blind people can do. I can't read Braille. You know, the, there's a lot of things. Blind people, we're like everybody else. We're all different. So we all have our different strengths and our different weaknesses. You know, my strengths are working on mechanical things and doing that kind of thing. So that's what I'm good at. You know, I just try and educate people and show people by example what can be done. And I have actually worked with people that still can't totally realize what people are capable of without sight. And you just have to accept it. You know, everybody's different and you just have to accept some people aren't going to get it. And then other people, they're going to worry and they're going to try and help because the natural instinct of a person is to help people. And sighted people, I believe, just 
are looking out for when they see a blind person their intention is to help not be rude or you know ignorant to the situation it's they're just trying to help and sometimes we have to have a little bit of patience trying to teach them the right way could you talk about overcoming adversity and and how you got to pursue your life goals overcoming adversity is something i believe we all have to deal with all the time you know everybody is faced with challenges and you can let those challenges stop you or you can you know build strength from those challenges and nothing about life is really easy and success is definitely not easy but one thing i can guarantee you is if you sit in a chair and do nothing you will never overcome adversity and you will never overcome your challenges and you will never be successful you have to get up and fight through them and you know we don't have to do that alone everybody needs help and there's nothing wrong with reaching out and asking for help i learned this way back at the beginning when i very first started follow a dream i realized nobody that is successful does it alone you look at bill gates and microsoft he didn't do that alone you look at you know tom brady and the new england patriots and all the super bowls they won they did not do that as one person tom brady didn't do that alone success happens with teamwork and um overcoming adversity it takes a team so you can't be afraid to ask for help and i learned this after going blind and realizing we do need help to do certain things not being afraid to ask for help because people if they offer to help you they're they're doing that because they want to not because they feel they have to and there are days that i definitely don't feel like getting out of bed in the morning but you get up and you fight the, through the day when you're having a bad day but you know you wake up and you try and remember all the positive things and how fortunate we are in this great country we live in and how fortunate we are to have the technology we have and the the abilities and you wake up and attack the day you also believe in five tools of success which is positive attitude education uh passion determination um teamwork why do you believe that these five tools can help everyone reach their life long goals five tools for your life's toolbox have been the tools that i have used to go from a hospital bed to speaking with you today 
I, I was in a hospital bed, just losing my sight, rebuilding my face. And then I went through a divorce. I started a nonprofit called Follow a Dream, the race team, the speaking program, all of that. I have used the five tools of positive attitude, education, passion, determination, and teamwork. I have used those tools to create and find success and reach, you know, my goals and continue to pursue my dreams. It is fact that those tools do work. You can have tools, but the key is you have to use the tools that you have. How has your life experience has changed your view of the world? I have always been a pretty positive person. Um, you know, since my accident and building Follow a Dream and traveling like I have, I've experienced so much more than I did prior. You know, I, I lived locally and had kids and the world is, is different today than it was 25 years ago. But with that all said, people are people and most people are good people. We live in the greatest country in the world. And, you know, we're just very fortunate. If you want something and you're willing to work for it, you you can achieve that. You know, when it not like saying if I wanted to be a, a quarterback of an NFL football team, I could do that because I can. But you know, as we pursue our goals or reach for our goals, you know, sometimes that journey gets diverted and we go a different direction, but it's all part of the learning experience. So I try and go through life. And as a blind person, when I was at the Carroll Center, they told us that we're going to have to educate people about blindness. And again, I was very, very new to blindness. And I said, I need to educate myself. I'm, I don't need to worry about educating others. But I have really learned that they were 100% correct that as a blind person or visually impaired person, you do have to educate others. And that's okay. And, you know, it helps everybody when you do that. And I was worried about looking like an outcast with my cane. I call it a stick, but, um, you know, just trying to walk around. And I've learned, in my opinion, that people do watch, but they watch in amazement, not in disgust. So, you have to have some patience and understand that, you know, as a blind community, we know each other and 
we understand the blindness, but we're a very small minority of people in the country and in the world. So not a lot of people, frankly, have seen blind people and seen how blind people maneuver and work and do things. So you do have to have some patience and some understanding with it. And, you know, it, it can get irritating at times too. Thanks so much for sharing that with our listeners today. Speaking of obstacles, how has COVID affected your work? COVID has basically shut my work down. As a motivational speaker, the speaking engagements that I had booked uh, all canceled. I do a lot of speaking at schools, and schools, one, they all went to virtual, and then things were so kind of construct them along the way that any extracurricular activities they stopped doing. And then as COVID lessened, we did some virtual presentations and I've done some now speaking in person. And the racing industry was very unsure of what was happening. You couldn't have spectators and uh, you couldn't travel very easily. So we had lost our sponsorship for the race car prior to COVID. And due to COVID, we were not able to get a new sponsor for the race team. So we are currently now searching for corporate sponsorship and uh, donations for the race team and for Follow a Dream so we can continue sp spreading the message of the five tools for your life's toolbox and we continue racing and uh, marketing to tomorrow's next customer. So uh, COVID has is, is been a major issue and um, hopefully COVID is calming down and well, it is calming down and hopefully it continues to calm down more and uh, we can secure a corporate sponsor and funding for our 2022 season. And we'll be back speaking at schools and corporate events and sales groups and we'll be back at it. But uh, right now it, it's put a huge hurt on my business. Wow. You are such an inspiration and it was really a pleasure to speaking with you today and thank you so much for giving us the time. You are listening to Vision Toward Success. Today's guest is Jay Blake, a former industrial automotive mechanic and creator of nonprofit Follow a Dream. Through this organization, Jay works as a motivational speaker and as the first blind person to head a pit crew in competitive drag racing. We had a chance to catch up with Jay after the interview to discuss his feelings on blindness and to get more information on his nonprofit and its mission. 
As heard in the first part of this episode, Jay lost his sight in a workplace accident involving a tire blowing up in his face. As you may imagine, losing sight, taste, and smell all at once would be very difficult to adapt to. Here are some of Jay's thoughts about his blindness and some of the obstacles he has had to face in losing his sight. Yes, I've been blind 24 years, and I think you're always coming up with new challenges and I don't know, maybe not new challenges, but you're coming up with challenges and things all the time, partly because of what I do and and how I do it. You know, I, I, I'm not stationary, and but like working on a computer is very, very challenging to me, incredibly challenging. I don't do it a lot. I don't, I'm not good at it. And because I'm not good at it, I don't do it a lot, so I don't get a lot better. <laughs> and, you know... I attribute a ton of my acceptance due to my near-death experience, and I, I really do believe that, having the opportunity and just the whole experiences. You know, I trip over words trying to, to explain it because it, it's so hard to explain, but it was such an amazing experience, and I do believe it helped in the acceptance and I'm so lucky to be alive. In my accident, I got hit in the head. Basically, my head was ripped open and my face was torn off, kind of. So to not have brain damage and to have my face back and, you know, I am so incredibly lucky. And I believe I lost total vision because it's easier for me to accept. You know, most of my life, I fix things. That's what I did for a living. It's kind of what I do now with the race car. And I know that I have literally no eyes in my head. So I know I can't see. So either I accept it or I don't go anywhere. And I, I was not willing to give up on life. Jay mentioned how this love of fixing things helped him accept his blindness. We asked him to elaborate on how he got into the field of automotive repair and what spawned his love of tools. Tell you a story. There's a picture in front of me when I was three or four years old and I have a pedal tractor tipped over and a toolbox next to me. Now I was sighted, I was three or four years old. Me and tools have had a long-term relationship. I love tools. There's a company called Snap-on Tools, and I used to buy them. They have tool trucks that drive around for the profession. And I used to meet the Snap-on truck on my bicycle when I was a kid. And my toolbox, when I went blind, was roughly seven feet tall and say five feet high. When I came home from the hospital, it was probably two or three weeks after I came home. So I had my accident. I was in the hospital for about three and a half weeks and probably two or three weeks later, I walked into my garage and my toolbox had been brought home from work. And I walked over to my wrench drawer and I opened it up 
and I pulled out a combination wrench and I put it in my hands and I could tell what it was. And I smiled and I put the wrench back in the drawer and I bent down to the bottom drawer, which was the junk drawer. And I literally turned my head away so I couldn't see, although I couldn't see anyways. But, um, and I reached in and I grabbed something, whatever it was. And I grabbed a GM distributor module. And again, through touch, I could tell what it was. And my smile got bigger. And I told myself at that point that I would learn how to do what I used to do again, just differently. At that point, I was determined to learn how to work on cars again and adapt to my situation. Just realizing that I could see with my hands and slowly realizing that I could do what I used to do differently, but I could still do it. And, you know, I use power tools and I use all kinds of tools uh, without sight. And it's just amazing that you can do it, but it gave me the determination to keep going. I met a gentleman that rode tandem bikes. He was in Plymouth, Massachusetts. I met him before I went to the Carroll Center. He was kind of the person that told me that, you know, this is different, but you can do things. And I had a mobility instructor named Rich Roper, who was just amazing in uh, helping me move forward. Oftentimes sighted individuals don't realize what we can do as blind people. Like how a newly blind man could stick his hand in a toolbox and know exactly what tool he was holding with just a quick feel. Or how we can tell who's walking towards us by the sound of a person's gait and their shoes. There are so many things we can do as blind and visually impaired people that the world thinks are extraordinary. But to us, they're just a part of our normal lives. You may think it's fascinating that a completely blind person can identify you by the way you walk. But for us, it's just as normal as recognizing a person's face. After his accident, Jay was determined to work on cars again. And he set out to learn his craft in a new, non-visual way. There are not many blind mechanics out there, and we were wondering if Jay got some advice from other blind members of his field. Since I have gone blind, I have connected to more blind mechanics and we're trying to create a group so we can talk to each other and share ideas and stories. And as I have traveled the country and spoken to hundreds of vocational schools, I have had teachers reach out to me that have had visually impaired students who want to pursue the automotive career, automotive mechanics. And that's been really cool to try and reach out and help them. Jay has such a phenomenal outlook on life and will certainly impact the lives of many young blind people contemplating the field of mechanics. Along with his insights to the field, he gave great insights into blindness and what it can add to your life. So many people think of blindness and vision loss as a horrible, 
insurmountable thing. But there are many good things to celebrate about blindness as well. A, a new perspective of life. Sometimes it helps you get through a crowded area pretty well because you got your stick swinging <laughs> out there. Good seats at a concert. <laughs> I've met a lot of interesting people. I've been able to help people because of blindness through my experiences. Without blindness, I probably never would have started Follow a Dream and been able to do what I do now. So, you know, blindness has given me an opportunity to do something that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to do. And if I did, it would have a very different look on it than it does as follow a dream. There are so many pluses we can bring to the table as blind people. One of Jay's pluses is his five tools for success. These are five tools that Jay informs people about so they can achieve their dreams and live happy and fulfilling lives. He tells us how he used these tools to adapt to his blindness when he first lost his sight. Well, if we go down the list, having a positive attitude. A positive attitude really can generate energy inside you where a negative attitude takes energy away. So a positive attitude, it gives you energy to, to pursue and, and move forward. And then education, when I went blind, I had no idea how to live without sight. And through education, I have learned, you know, how to do everything with, without sight. You know, I mean, mobility, the computer, the phone, the just activities of daily life and and then passion. I had a dream of NHRA drag racing and having the passion for something gives you a goal, a drive. It gives you a purpose. And that passion can help keep you motivated. The determination is just that. It's determination that you're not going to let the blindness stop you. You're not going to let people stop you. You know, the determination to finish a project that you have to do for your education or, you know, it's just the determination not to give up. And teamwork is we can't find success by ourselves. Everybody that is successful does it with a group of people. And just because we're blind, and personally, I can be incredibly determined to do it on my own. There are certain things we need help with. And the teamwork makes it possible. And I could not do what I do without team, without other people helping me. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the ability. I just don't have it all. And it has nothing to do with blindness. It's got to do with, you know, 
all different kinds of things. So teamwork is truly what makes things happen. In teaching about these five tools through his organization, Follow a Dream, Jay is changing the lives of both blind and sighted people alike. Everyone can learn from his story of education, determination, passion, a positive attitude, and teamwork. Everyone has difficult times in their lives. It's inevitable, and knowing how to push through them and get help is crucial. This is just one of the messages Jay hopes Follow a Dream can help people with. I hope people that come in contact with Follow Dream or hear about Follow a Dream, they realize that having a dream is okay and that you can pursue your dreams and, you know, the five tools, a positive attitude, education, passion, determination, teamwork. Those five tools really work, but the most important is having a positive attitude. Being able to enjoy the opportunities that we have in our daily lives and being thankful for what we have in our daily lives. We are just so lucky. You know, there's always something to be thankful about. We also wondered what was next for Follow a Dream after COVID. This is what Jay had to say. Our next steps for Follow a Dream is one to find the funding and the corporate sponsorship to keep us out on the racetrack and traveling the country and bringing our message of the five tools for your life's toolbox to kids in school. I mean, that's the nonprofit side of Follow a Dream is to motivate kids to believe in themselves, to educate them about the five tools for your life's toolbox, and that they, with a positive attitude and determination and teamwork, can pursue their goals and their dreams. Going back to his career, we were wondering what kind of pushback and comments he had gotten as a blind man working in a vastly sighted field. Most people in the field, frankly, are amazed at what you can do without sight. I had very little pushback about it. And part of that is, I think, my attitude and I try and make other people at ease about it, you know, with jokes and just trying to make them more relaxed. But most people, you know, are are amazed at what can be done without without sight. Now, I work for myself, so the pressure of a retail auto repair business is not one that I deal with and the time constraints are are different because you know I am able to do a lot of things working on cars and things mechanically but it does take longer so and frankly there are just things that you can't do because of colors or diagrams or you know reading gauges so there are just some things you can't but we keep trying to overcome 
those obstacles and learn new ways to do them. But most people are intrigued at what I can do and how I do. So I'd say a lot of people look to be educated on how I do things simply by going, how do you do that? How do you do it without seeing it? And I explain that I just look at it differently. And instead of my eyes, I use touch and sound. So, um, you know, and I have no smell or taste. So I lose those senses as well. And sometimes in this industry, a smell, not so much taste, but smell can give you a lot of signs as well that I don't get. Because of his blindness, Jay has to answer many extra questions about how he does his job. These are mainly out of intrigue, and Jay loves to answer them. But sometimes he gets uncomfortable questions that can affect his confidence and ability to work and function. These questions can add pressure that is unnecessary. An example of these questions could be, Why are you out alone? Can you do that? Why do you eat like that? And many, many others. And, and you get that pressure. I know personally, sometimes you get nervous and it's, it's harder to do things when you know you're under a bunch of eyes and they're, you know, staring at you. Like for me, personally, eating is, at the very beginning, was the most frustrating thing in the world to do. And... Um, at times is still frustrating to be totally honest last night i was out to dinner with my family and you know i put my roll down off the plate and my nephew next to me goes you know you put that off the plate and i'm like yeah i know that's where i wanted it he's like oh okay and then my other nephew from the other side of the table made a comment about something different. And honestly, it's very frustrating and it's aggravating. And, and you want to tell him, why don't you worry about what you're doing, not what I'm doing? But I think it's in their intrigue on, you know, how we do things. So, you know, I'd rather work on a car with somebody watching me than eat. The added pressure from society and others in our lives can be a lot to handle. But to get through it, we can listen to Jay and his five tools in your toolbox to push through and to be successful. For more information on Jay and his nonprofit Follow a Dream, you can go to www.followadream.org. And now a blindness tip on the keys to success from entrepreneur Jay Blake. Don't give up. Whatever you do, don't give up. And ask for help. And when you wake up in the morning, grab the biggest glass you have and fill it full of patience and drink it. He also puts a strong emphasis on education. You know... You just, the more education you get, 
And the more experience you get, the more comfortable you will get. Being comfortable with who you are and your situation is important. So if you follow Jay's five tools for success, it will make finding that comfort a lot easier. I'd like to thank Jay for joining us today. And I invite all of you to join us next time when we investigate another blindness success story on Vision Towards Success. Thank you for tuning in to Vision Towards Success. This program has been recorded and produced by Elena Regan and David Gonzalez from the Tradeswin Audio Podcast Team in association with the Polis Center for Social and Economic Development. Funding for this program has been provided by the Libby Duvon Award from the Fielding Institute, the Massachusetts Commission for the Blind, and the Barry Savings Foundation. Additional episodes of this podcast can be found at www.polacenter.org backslash tradeswin or wherever you get your podcasts.